Hi guys, my name is Kenny Dusso, and this is the Elite Development Podcast. The goal of this show is documenting my journey as a coach, things I see in the industry, of mistakes I see athletes make, things that I know you need to avoid. So basically, my goal is to help athletes avoid the difficult pitfalls of the world of elite performance sport and to help them reach their true potential. So if you are an up-and-coming athlete that is trying to build the career of your dreams, make sure you're following along this show. Make sure you go subscribe on the YouTube channel, on the podcast, and everywhere else you can. And now, let's get to Welcome, it. everybody, to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast, the number one show for athletes looking to gain an edge on their opponents and build their dream careers in sport. I'm your host, Kenny Dusso, and today we have Matthew Parker with us from Apex apex kickboxing to talk about how he helps get his athletes more comfortable in sparring and before we get into it i just wanted to say what i really appreciated about how matthew reached out it was on a previous episode we had been talking about getting comfortable in sparring on one of the q a episodes and he reached out and offered some insight based off of one of the questions i answered talking about how they have a system to help get their athletes comfortable in sparring and offered to share it because that is one thing like guys if you are going to approach someone in the dms offer value offer value so that you can gain opportunity because matthew i'm stoked to have you here but i love the way you approach that that just made it so easy to want to bring you on the show so dude, i appreciate you for being here i appreciate okay. you taking the time and i'm excited to get, in, get into it right on appreciate being here man this is awesome this is cool of course of course so first off tell us a little bit about you um, you know, like what got you into fighting? What got you into coaching? A little bit about your gym, all of that. Like, just give us the backstory. Okay. Uh, so originally born and raised in Alaska, uh, moved down to Georgia three years ago now, I think, <clears throat> uh, right out of high school, 2010, uh, I graduated in 2010 and, uh, started kind of piddling around in the MMA game and, uh, found, found this guy shout out to my coach Seth Stacy we've been uh we've been really close friends since 2011 and uh he's really the guy that's that's got me onto the striking path um very heavily dutch style kickboxing influenced uh Dwayne Bang Ludwig uh we have an affiliation me and Seth had an affiliation up in Alaska with him Seth still running the gym uh that's uh, AK49 martial arts um, and then I had to move down to Georgia for work because that whole worldwide pandemic thing, uh, piddled around doing the oil field. So I was flying back and forth from Atlanta to Alaska up to the slope for about a year. Wife and I had twins. She said, can't do that. So I started working here and got with a gym, Apex MMA. Uh, I've been with coach Josh and the guys there for a little over a year now. We're building the kickboxing program, and uh, we actually got a guy fighting this Saturday, Jacob Shoptees. Uh, we're super, super pumped for for him to fight this weekend, um, and we're just growing the gym, just doing the damn thing, and uh, loving it. Love that, man. That's awesome. That's like it makes me super happy hearing like hearing that kind of story and the fact that it's working out. Like you know, you getting to actually do something that you enjoy full time and you know especially after all the craziness over those over those few years too dude i remember it and i'm okay with it just staying in the past you know what i mean <laughs> for sure um now like when it comes to you know getting into the coaching like did you have a background like fighting too or did you kind of jump into this from a coaching standpoint uh, how did that work 
I think I was like 21 or 22. I had an MMA fight in Alaska. Um, you know, Alaska is kind of the wild west for, for MMA. There's no amateur circuit. Uh, so it was a pro fight. I won. Uh, but I didn't fight after that for another six or seven years just because work, you know, uh, me and Seth actually had a really, really deep conversation. Like, cause I was first going in the oil field and he was like, Hey man, you can pursue a, a career in fighting or you could do the oil field. Like there's really no in between, uh, oil field takes a lot out of you. It takes a lot of your time. And, uh, I chose the money route on kind of unfortunately, but you know what? I'm here now. So screw it. Uh, it, it was the best decision overall. Um, coaching, I've kind of always had a, a history in coaching, uh, in high school, I would help the middle school program wrestling. Uh, I would go back after high school to the high school program, uh, to help with their wrestling. Um, and then I always had guys in camp when we were, we were at the gym, somebody else was always fighting. So I would help in that. And, uh, man, I got to give another shout out to Seth Stacy because my coach was, he worked with me so much on my coaching and on my mitt, uh, my pad holding. Uh, I wouldn't be nearly the coach I am now without, without that dude. Uh, he's been very, very patient with me, you know? Uh, but it's, it's been a great journey, man. Martial arts has, has saved his life. I, I'm sure in some ways saved my life, you know? Dude, a hundred percent. I get that. And I mean, I want to touch on what you said there too about like going the like going the money route versus like the career and obviously like in this case it works out really well but it's like I want to make sure I touched on that because that's something I see a lot of athletes wrestle with a little bit um and it's something that it's like I've always been a big believer that like don't get me wrong I understand it's tough to pursue a career in martial arts financially because there's a lot of expenses that go into it People yeah necessarily bringing home crazy amounts of money in those first few pro fights to put it lightly uh but the big thing is like you know if you are going to do it i love what you were saying your coach said to you if you are going to do it you got to do it like if you've got this you know oil field job or this 12 12 hours a day crazy like kind of yeah. commitment job and you're trying to do this on top of it you're just not going to make it and it's like i'm not trying to say that to be a dick to anybody listening it's like, it's just the way it is. Yeah. And like as much as that's a difficult thing to face because yes, obviously putting more money in the bank right now might feel like, you know, the good move. But I think like the way you said it was perfect is like, you got to pick because plain and simple, like you either that or you're looking back years down the road being like, shit, you know, I didn't actually get the chance to pursue what I wanted to. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes it works out with a great situation coaching, other times you just end up going off doing something else and being like, well, shit, like I wish I had given that a real shot when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. And I mean, like, I'm glad it worked out the way it did for you, but I just wanted to reiterate that because I mean, and like, I get it too, right? It's like, it's hard when somebody's saying, hey, we'll pay you a lot of money to come do this. It's hard to oh. say no to that, but you got to ask yourself what your goal is for the future. Do you want to be a fighter or do you want to have that money right now? Right. Right. Um, oh, sorry. 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 Go ahead. No. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a tempting thing, man. That money, that money. <laughs> yeah, dude, I get that for sure. Um, before we get into, you know, the getting comfortable and sparring, like we were talking about, if someone right now, like an up and coming fighter, they're in the same situation you were, it's kind of at that pivotal point of like, 
I got the chance to go make some money or I got the chance to pursue that dream as a fighter. Coming from the experience that you went through, what would you say to them in terms of, you know, being able to make that decision and make sure that obviously it's the right decision for them? Uh, do not let it be based out of fear. So I'll tell you what, dude, uh, I was, I was scared to death of, of, uh, and I haven't shared it with many people, but I was scared to death of going and failing, falling flat on my face and uh, not making any money. And it's like, I got this job calling me up and excuse me, you want to pay me how much? Like, you know, I'm a, I'm a 20 year old kid. I'm like, Oh man, like, yeah, this might be the safer, safer route. And it seems like the adult thing to do, but really, man, if, if you're serious about it and you're honest with yourself about your training and, uh, doing all that, don't let it be, don't let it be a fear-based decision. Like I'm scared of failing because that always comes back to bite you in the ass. Dude. I love that. And I want to say that one more time for everybody listening to this. Don't let it be a fear-based decision. And that's something that I think is so powerful too, because like, obviously we're learning from your experience here, but there are so many people out there because really and truly like getting to live a dream as a fighter is not a common thing. Yeah. No. Try and fail. But the big thing is like, I can guarantee you the one way that you absolutely won't make it is not giving yourself a shot. Yeah. Right? But it's like the only way, you know, for sure. And I remember like one of the first episodes I did of this show, it was with a professional ex professional football player. And he was talking about how like he got cut in like his second season, but ended up not playing. And then like he trained all year, and then like went back to a training camp in his third year, got cut again, trained all year again, and then came into the fourth year and finally actually made a team and ended up having an eight or nine year career. Wow. So I asked him like similar kind of question. I was like, you know, you get cut from that first team. Like what's going through your head as far as like, no, I'm going to keep training and I'm going to make this work. And then you do that for a whole year. It happens again. Like what's making you go, no, I'm doing this again. Like I'm going to make this work. And the biggest thing he said is he was like, I don't want, I didn't want to be that guy looking back at 40 going, man, I wish I had done something different. Yeah. And it's like, that's such a powerful thing because plain and simple, like you don't want to look back and not know. Right. And it's like, it works out well with some guys. It works out well in your case, but it's like, there's so many people that, like you said, they have that fear of like, what if I don't make it? It's like, well, what if you do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for real. If you do, like <laughs> now, okay, I really appreciate you digging into that. I know that wasn't necessarily the exact direction we were talking about going on this one, but I think that's going to be super powerful and help a lot of people. So yeah. I appreciate you digging into that. But now let's get into why we're here in the first place, which is getting comfortable sparring. So for everybody listening, a little bit of context. Uh, a couple of weeks ago on a Q&A episode, I got asked, how do I get more comfortable with getting hit and with sparring? And, you know, I talked a little bit about just like, you know, continuing to practice, continuing to stay in the moment, continuing to work on, like continuing to work on the skill that you're trying to improve. And then Matthew here came back and messaged me and said they have a good system with how they help their athletes get more comfortable in sparring at their gym and asked if you could share it with me. So Matthew right from there, I'll let you take it away and just talk through that system uh, for anybody out there that's struggling with getting comfortable when it comes to sparring. Cool. So I got 
uh, like three main points. The the system, I'll I'll hit last. Uh, the the first one is footwork drills and head movement drills. Uh, man, your feet and your and your footwork into a situation can get you out of a situation. Um, it's so important to to drill, 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 drill those things. Also, film yourself while you do those drills. Watch yourself. Watch your hands all that good stuff. Uh, I don't think that's really emphasized enough. Uh, my Instagram feed is full of sexy pad work and, uh, and hard sparring <laughs> like knockouts, you know, uh, if you're hard sparring all the time, go to, go to some light sparring. Like you don't learn a whole heck of a lot hard sparring. So it's, uh, it's not really the, the lion's den days anymore. Uh, the great Conor McGregor said, update your software without damaging your hardware. Right. I think I he's, of course. Um, so footwork drills, head movement drills, got to give a shameless plug again to my coach, Seth Stacy. He's got a program on dynamic striking. Uh, it's, it's literally called footwork for martial arts. Uh, dynamic striking is always running some sort of a, a deal. You can get it for pretty cheap. And, uh, I love coach, man. He's, he's got such a great program there. So if we, uh, Google, if we Google footwork for martial arts, Seth Stacy, I think that, yeah, I don't have an exact link, but I'll get a link too, but make cool. sure you Google footwork for martial arts, Seth Stacy and find that program. Yeah. Uh, the second one is if you guys are familiar at all with Dwayne Bang Ludwig, he does a lot of Holland style drilling. So what that is, it's, basically pad work but you don't have pads you just you have your gloves right and you're holding your hands out holding the one two or catching a kick as you're catching a kick as if you were to take a kick in a fight so that kind of hardens you and and you know you're kind of in that moment uh catching punches here too nice and close gets things it gets you used to shots coming at you um with that you're also able to help your partner out correct them hey man you're dropping that right hand or, uh, you know, just step out on your kick. So you're, you're constantly looking for stuff like that while you hold pads. And then that will translate into sparring. You'll start to see stuff like that as you move around with somebody. Um, and then the third is something that also came from my coach, Seth Stacy, And I think indirectly came from Dwayne Ludwig, uh, sparring drills. So the, the basis of it is you take one technique, like slipping the jab or parrying the jab. A lot of it's defense-based first uh, because you want to get comfortable with evading shots. Um, so I'll work with my guys. Okay, go 10 for 10, slipping the jab. Nothing more, nothing less. Get used to, boom, find that timing. And you know what? Like 10%, you're going to get bopped. And that's okay. Like get used to it. You know, you'll know that your timing is off a little bit. It's a, it's a real feedback. Uh, so, and then we'll go like a one minute round red corner. You're throwing the jab blue corner. You're slipping the jab, nothing more, nothing less. And then we'll kind of build up from there and go, uh, like we'll counter the jab and show countering the jab, uh, jab for jab for jab, right. Timing that jab. And going usually going to the chest with our partners, because in that moment when you're actually sparring, uh, you can go up to the face. Like it's just a target recognition thing. Um, and then kind of breaking away from just the hands. What's really beautiful is you'll say, okay, red corner, 
you can only throw a left kick or a right kick. Body, head, leg, I don't care. Blue corner, you're going to come back with two pieces and a round kick. So usually if I get kicked to my right side, I'm going to shoot a cross, a lead hook, and either a low kick or a high kick. If I get hit to my left side, I'm shooting a lead hook, a cross, and then either a switch kick, or if they're backing up, I step through and go high with that kick. So you have red corner throwing one piece, blue corner uh, coming back with two pieces and a round kick. After they get comfortable with that, and the guys are like, I'm kind of getting bored of this. We'll change your targets up. Shoot the cross to the body, go upstairs to the head, and then a low, or throw a front kick in there, or a knee, right? You can start changing things up like that. Once you get bored with a technique like that, if we're staying sound, right? If we're keeping our base, we're keeping our hands up, and the guys are like, this is dumb. Change your targets up. What I love is uh, shooting the cross upstairs, going to the liver with my lead hook, and then going high off of something like that, off of catching a kick. So you have that, you return with two pieces and a round kick, and then you tell red corner, okay, after you get done, just kind of housing up for a little bit and, and the dude shadowing punches on you, answer back two pieces and a round kick. So then you have this flow now and the guys will forget who is initially supposed to throw. And then you yeah. have a beautiful little sparring session back and forth that's at like 10%. And uh, you need a moderator, you need a coach to be like, because the intensity will will build. be like, hey, guys, tone it down, right? Yeah, bring it down a little bit. Um, but that's what's beautiful about it is that if you let that naturally kind of escalate, you can let them get into a little bit harder sparring. Um, and that's fine as long as they're staying responsible and, like, you know, having their hands up and stuff, you know, basic stuff. Yeah. As long as getting away from the basics. Yeah, that makes sense. And like one thing that you said there that I really want to make sure we reinforce too is like, because you mentioned like, you know, as if guys are like starting to get bored with like any level of the drill, as long as it stays sound, you can move it up. And I think that's yeah. super important to reinforce because I know a lot of the a lot of the guys following me are like younger in their careers and kind of coming up. And, you know, the other part I wanted to touch on too is that you mentioned you don't learn a whole heck of a lot from continuous just hard sparring because uh -huh. like the, the amount of comments or questions or discussions I have with athletes where they're like, you know, yeah, but Sean Strickland spars all the time. And I'm like, cool, you're not Sean Strickland. Like, hate to break it to you. <laughs> like, and it's like, but, you know, they'll have these like, oh, but if I'm going to be a fighter, then I just need to be a badass all the time. And it's like, yeah, like it's important. Like in my view, it's like, yes, it is important to be tough. Like you don't yeah. want to bragging about your toughness because if you're getting hit a lot, that's probably not a great, you know, career path for you. But like, <laughs> it's important to be able to take a punch obviously other like if you can't you're not going to have a great career but like focusing in on the fundamentals focusing in on the basics focusing in on making sure techniques are staying sound and not just like hey let's throw some gloves on and try to beat the shit out of each other so yeah. it's like love i love those two pieces that you put in there i just wanted to yeah. make sure i reinforce that yeah dude if you're at a gym and they only do hard sparring i would highly recommend finding a different gym <laughs> yeah and like because it's one of those things too that it's like the guys at those higher levels that you know like at those like bigger gyms fighting in the ufc doing all these things like when you see them 
post, you know, clips of sparring or whatever it might be too. It's like, I think what a lot of people forget is that this isn't all they're doing. You know, yeah. I mean? like they're not like, they're not just going in beating the brakes off each other seven days a week. Like they are doing their technique drill still. Like the guys who succeed at the highest level focus in the most on the fundamentals and on the basics. It's like, that is yeah. how you build an athlete long-term. Yeah. I love that. And so for anyone who is listening to this, that, you know, maybe their gym's not like their gym doesn't have that same kind of structure or anything like that. Like, would you recommend like finding a training partner or two and like going and doing this kind of stuff on your own? Like what would sort of be your thought if the gym maybe doesn't have that same structure that you guys have? Yeah. So, uh, you could do it in the gym with respect to the coaches and stuff, you know, talk to your coaches and they're probably going to be fine with it. Uh, even ask your coaches to ref for you while you go through little drills like that. Um, as far as like at the house. Yeah. If you have somebody that you trust that you're like, you know, um, you're comfortable with and you're not going to like knock a lamp over or something or go through a wall. Like (laughs) (laughs) now I'm just picturing, now I'm just picturing that like they're going at each other and one guy flies through a wall doing, doing karate basement like yeah, yeah, yeah that might work out all the time but no if it's somebody that you trust and like has the same mindset and goals that you do for sure like you can get a lot of value with those drills yeah because i mean i think the real key too right is it's like you're looking at you're like you're looking at these drills and it's like you can do something but like and again correct me if i'm wrong but with like that kind of structure i would think you could do something like that a lot more often because <laughs> like yeah, because yeah. like you're not going after each other, trying to put each other out. Like you're, you're working on the technique, you're working on the basics. So like if you have that person you trust, or if you talk to your coaches, like you can go through these drills so much more to see that development. Yeah, um, a lot of it's confidence too, like building confidence in a ten percent sparring scenario. You start seeing openings. It's a little bit different when you're going faster, but once you see those things at a faster pace, it's uh, if your confidence level is up in your technique and like your defense and all that, like you're gonna find yourself being successful when you build confidence at a at a lower intensity. Yeah, does that, that make sense? A hundred percent. And honestly, I do that a lot with even the strength and conditioning work too. Um, like I talked when I, when I have athletes start up, I'm like, when we start up with like plyometric drills and stuff like that, I'm like, everything doesn't need to be hundred percent on day one. Like on day one, we're figuring out the techniques, right? It's like with, even if you're doing a squat, it's like day one, don't throw three plates on each side of the bar, like keep it light, keep it technical and build it up over time. Right. And it's like, it sounds like it's very much the same mentality, just obviously with different kind of drills. Yeah. I love that. And guys, what I really want to reinforce again, like first, Matthew, I want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for going through that, because I think that is going to be really valuable for a lot of people, because that is a question that I do get a lot. And I always reinforce with people. I'm like, look, I'm not a skills coach. Like, so I'll give obviously my thoughts or opinions on those things. But I love being able to bring you on and give like even more in depth on that. But what I want to really reinforce from that and what I really hope people can take away from this is the like the consistent building over time right it's like don't come yeah. him on day one and be like yeah throw me in there let's fight like you gotta you gotta understand what you're doing first and you've got to build it up and like you said too it's like if you have if you're at a gym that's just hard sparring all the time 
probably get out of that gym. Like, because yeah, yeah it's fun when you're young and you got an ego and you want to see, like, you want to just like stand and bang. Like, yeah, I'm sure you're having a good time, but it's like, you got to think long term, right? And if you want to think long term and you want to do this for a long time, especially if you want to do it at a high level, like the drills and building and growing over time is going to be so much better for you than just let's throw on the gloves and fight. Like, yeah, yeah. that would be fun right now, but it's not going to be a long term sustainable career. Yeah. I love that, man. So as we wrap up, I want you to just take a second, tell people where they can find you. Um, and again, just plug the gym again to anybody who might have missed it at the start of the episode, just so we can make sure that we're, you know, pumping some people your way and uh, like even getting people onto that footwork footwork. I believe you said footwork program. Now, obviously, it's slipping my mind because we're live. So. <laughs> the dynamic striking. <laughs> the dynamic striking. That's the one. That's the one. So. Yep. Uh, so the gym is called Apex MMA. Uh, you'll find it on Instagram. Uh, the Apex MMA is actually my coach Josh's jujitsu. Uh, so he's got all the jujitsu over there. Uh, my account is apex.kickboxing on Instagram. And uh, we just started the page about six months ago. We're not great yet at putting a whole bunch of content out. Uh, but it's there's there's coming. It's it's coming. Love uh, that. And then my coach, Seth Stacy's uh, footwork for MMA uh, program. You'll find it on dynamicstriking.com. Uh, loads of other world-class coaches on there too. And like I said, they're always running a deal of like 30, 40, 50% off of stuff. Um, it's a really incredible resource for striking stuff. Awesome, man. I love that. So again, I want to say thank you so much for coming on, for taking the time and, you know, again, for like, for offering the value and everything like that too. Right. I think we just helped a lot of people today. So yeah. Appreciate you a lot for taking the time. And guys, make sure you go follow Apex.Kickboxing on Instagram and go check out the Dynamic Striking program as well, Footwork for MMA. So, Matthew, I appreciate you so much for taking the time. Everybody, I appreciate you all for tuning in. I hope you have a fantastic rest of the day, and I will catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast. Now remember, information without execution is useless. So take what you learned in the show today and go figure out how you can apply it to your career to start making progress right away. My one ask of you is share the show around. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're following on all the social media platforms. The links on how to do that will be in the show notes below. And in turn, have a great day. And I can't wait to see you on the next episode.